0: Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is Season 3, Episode 2, Humans, Aliens, Gods, and Ghosts. I've gotten a lot of requests to do this topic, and I think it's really relevant considering uh, what you see in the news media and social media about aliens and even with shows like Ghost Hunter and the Paranormal and things like that. And with the end times, uh, every day it gets closer, right? It's not necessarily here today. It might not be here next year. But obviously, as time progresses, we're going to see more of the supernatural. And that is because God has said it in the Bible and there because there is more evil, just like in the days of Noah and so on, there is going to be more spiritual attacks, more spiritual um, I guess, bleed over into this world as angels and demons uh, do their thing. So let's see what the Bible says about this stuff. So to start off, do you guys believe in aliens? What do you think about the ancient stories of the Romans and Greek gods? Have you ever heard a ghost story that you actually believe is true or had an encounter with something supernatural? What does the Bible say about those things? Do you know? Have you studied it? Let's take a look. I want to look at um, the Bible, science, and history. And this is going to be the first episode because it's a huge topic when we talk about aliens, gods, ghosts, demons, etc. To begin, let's look at what the Bible says about humans. Obviously, we were created, Genesis 1:27. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Unlike the animals... We are created in God's image. We're created different than the animals. Genesis 2, 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That's way different than what we see with the creation of the animals. God just kind of offhand creates all the animals after their kind and called it good, right? But he breathed into us the breath of life. That's different. That's unique. You see, God's given us a kind of trinity of sorts in our humanity. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's three separate words used for that in the Greek here in the New Testament. The word for your whole spirit is pneuma, literally means current of air. Specifically, it's the rational soul, the same word used to describe Christ's spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, or even in Luke 24, 37, a human ghost of a former person. This is your eternal spirit. It means you had a beginning at conception, but you will not die. It goes on when your body dies. So that's pneuma, your whole spirit. Then we have the word for soul. And that is suke, which is different from merely life or breath like numa. It's different from your body. This refers more to sentience or self-awareness, your inner heart, your life, your mind, who you actually are. Okay. So the word soul here in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, I like to refer to this as your unique personality that makes you you. Now we can debate whether or not animals have this, a soul. I kind of think they do, but they definitely don't have that eternal spirit. That's different. That breath that God breathed into us at the beginning. And of course you have your body, the physical form that grows old and dies. And if you look back at Genesis three nineteen, it says in the sweat of thy face, shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it wast thou taken for dust thou art and unto dust shalt thou return. So the body was formed out of dust. God breathed into us the spirit. And I believe everything that has life that God created has a soul, which is a personality. That's just my take on that. But clearly we have three things listed in first Thessalonians that make up us as human beings. All right. Then the Bible doesn't really talk about aliens but I wanted to touch on that because it's not mentioned in the Bible, but a lot of people are starting to have alien sightings and things like that nowadays. So the idea of extraterrestrials, aliens uh, of advanced technology from outside of our galaxy or outside of our universe, it's typically based off the idea of evolution. And what I mean by that is they say, well, because humans evolved on the earth, it's reasonable to assume that other life forms would have evolved on other planets mathematically the statistical likelihood of some alien life form evolving on another planet if you start with the premise that we evolved here which i do not statistically it's highly probable that even in our own galaxy some planets have other life on it obviously this is false as i have explained the historical biblical and scientific impossibility of evolution If you go back to season one, episode eight, nine, and 10 evolution in the Bible, I clearly explain that. Okay. But God does not mention aliens in the Bible and God knows everything. So he would know if we would ever encounter aliens, had he actually made them created them like he did human beings here on earth. The Bible does explain angels and demons. So why not aliens? If he had made them, however, keep this in mind, it is not impossible that God created aliens and just chose not to tell us. So ultimately what it comes down to, as far as biblical, we have no evidence for or against aliens. You just have to ask yourself if little green men landed in your backyard and said, take me to your leader. Would you lose faith in Jesus Christ? That's ultimately what matters. Now me personally, I don't think it'll ever happen. But I would not lose faith in Jesus Christ. I'd try and come up with some sort of rational explanation of, you know, what God wants me to do to these sentient beings that are asking for my leader. Like, should I explain to them about Jesus Christ? Like, what should I do? I don't know. That would be a whole nother argument or topic that you need to have at that point in time, as far as our job as Christians, as believers in Jesus to testify to others, right? But the Bible doesn't say, it doesn't speak about aliens, Now, what about gods, like the Norse gods or the Greek gods or the Egyptian gods, right? The Bible does mention other gods many times as a historical fact that people believed in them. But the Bible clearly teaches that they are false. Deuteronomy 32, 17. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God, to God's little g, whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up whom your fathers feared not you see the god of the bible is perfect the god of the bible doesn't lie this means that ancient gods are real things that either people made up or lesser not gods i.e. demons who are pretending to be gods there's a couple verses i want to share deuteronomy 4:39 Know therefore this day and consider it in thine heart that the Lord, he is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath there is none else. Now this is stated multiple times through the scriptures. If God says there is no other God except for him, then there is no other God except for him. Or our God lied to us. In which case he's not God and he's not the God of the Bible and the Bible's not true. So why believe any of it? And then Isaiah 45, verse 5 and 6. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Then again, in the words of Jesus Christ himself in John 17, 3, he says, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. That is an acknowledgement of many other false gods, because if there's only one true God, then the other gods must not be gods. Does that make sense? So, this is just kind of building the groundwork for what we're going to talk about over the next few episodes. The Bible does talk about other gods. So, there's a lot to learn about that. And then, what about ghosts? Now, that's kind of interesting because it's only mentioned twice in the Bible. First Samuel 28, Saul paid a witch to bring up Samuel who was dead. And then Luke 16, Jesus tells of the rich man and Lazarus already dead and how God would not permit the dead to return and speak to the living. So the Bible seems to be pretty clear about ghosts that they're not human beings coming back to do things among the living except for that one instance where God made an exception and brought Samuel back to warn Saul and to tell Saul of his judgment. That's in 1 Samuel 28, and that's got some more interesting stuff about it. We'll talk on the ghosts episode that we do in a couple of weeks here. So what does science say about all this stuff? Well, that's pretty easy. As far as human human beings go, there's only about 6,000 years of written human history ever discovered, period. Interesting that this lines up with the Bible timeline of when creation was. Okay. Now we do have a body and a soul. Everyone has a unique personality or mind. That's indisputable according to science, but science still can't understand the mind brain body connection and what produces thought and reasoning. We know there's like electrical impulse pulses and synapses and nerves and, you know, all that stuff, but we don't understand where thought comes from. So I propose that the brain is what connects our spirit to our body. And that's why we can't understand it, because it's spiritual. That's just my thought. Now, when it comes to aliens, there is no scientific basis for life on other planets other than a statistical possibility, and only if you assume that evolution is a fact. So again, not scientific whatsoever. Evolution is not scientific. There is zero physical evidence for transitioning species. Nobody has ever observed a partially formed organ or limb in an entire species that then gives rise to a new species. Nobody has ever existed a fossil of these transitional species. It is a plausible theory for an atheist. So you could say, hey, I have this scientific theory because I don't believe in God, I don't believe in creation, so I'm going to go search for evidence for it. But as of yet, they haven't found any evidence. So you can say it's a plausible scientific theory that evolution is real, but there's no evidence for it. Now, as far as aliens go, there's no scientifically provable alien encounters. And if you say, well, the government is just hiding it, well, then you don't have proof. You're just pretending that someone else has proof that they refuse to show you. So you don't have proof of it. It's not provable. If you say that someone somewhere in some time in history has seen something, but you don't have the evidence that they saw it, it's not provable. If you insist that it's a likelihood or a possibility, but you just don't have the proof yet, it's still not provable. So alien encounters are not scientifically provable. A statistical probability is not a fact It is using math to come up with a possibility, not a fact. This is not to say that if you believe in aliens, that you believe in a false theory. This is just to say and to explain to you that if you believe in aliens and that theory of evolution and all that, it hasn't been scientifically proven. Science does not have an answer for that stuff. As of yet. Okay. So science can't explain aliens because there's no such thing or no such proof. What about gods, ancient, ancient gods? What does science say about that? Well, zero scientific evidence for ancient gods other than historical writings and unexplainable anecdotes, events, conjecture that maybe it was gods or the god that did it, but no scientific proof. So these ideas of gods actually stem from the opposite of science. It's faith. It's belief in it. Think about this. Scientifically, if gods existed in the past, they would still exist today. And if multiple gods exist and showed themselves to humans in the past and did miraculous things, then there should be some encounters in the present as well. But that seems to have gone completely by the wayside as far as science is concerned and all of these ancient pagan religions. Now we're moving on to science and ghosts. The basic concepts of ghosts is that it's an apparition of a dead person which is believed, to appear or become manifest to the living, typically as some sort of image or movement or, you know, sound. They're also typically viewed as being scary, like haunted houses or locations or haunted objects. And also, typically, it's viewed as some sort of uh, ancestor, if you've seen one, you know, an apparition, a moving object, speaking or touching or smelling in a way that is reminiscent of that dead relative. So we have a lot of ghost hunters, scientifically speaking, right, in in the world today, but not a single ghost hunter has been scientifically proven to have encountered a ghost, even though they use scientific devices like EMF meters, digital thermometers, digital cameras, thermographic cameras, night vision cameras, night vision goggles, digital audio recorders, all types of objects that are used for scientific gathering of data, right? But almost all of these ghost hunters have been independently proven to have been manipulated to falsely portray something for TV shows, for YouTube clicks, for just spreading hoaxes, you know, whatever. Those rare encounters that appear to be real only leave questions, not scientific answers as to what caused those things. So what you have to understand about ghosts when it comes to science is that science cannot explain the supernatural because science is strictly based on the natural. Physics, what you the five senses can detect, being able to repeat something, observe it, repeat it again, test it. Right? That's the scientific method. So science is natural. Trying to explain the supernatural with science is kind of retarded. So science doesn't have an answer for ghosts. But then we, we look at history because that's kind of a type of science, right? We look at writings and, and what has happened in the past. So as far as humans go, uh, human history, written history only goes back about five or 6,000 years to ancient Samaria and Egypt. All artifacts, things made by humans, all of those dated items are based off of debunked carbon-14 dating methods. The half-life of carbon-14 is 5,730 years anything older than 5,730 years cannot be accurately dated, period. Now, I explain all this, the science behind it, in Season 2, Episode 44, Dinosaurs and the Bible, Part 2. So if you want to read or learn about carbon-14 and other radiometric dating methods, please check that out. So human history, five to 6,000 years, right? Now, history of aliens on Earth, first of all, zero historical evidence for beings coming from other planets. Now, there's plenty of stories and writings of ancient gods and heroes that could be interpreted as aliens if we assume that nobody in history was ever told the truth until this modern age when we all of a sudden realize they're aliens. And that means that 100% of the time in history, Aliens immediately were able to determine that human beings believed in gods and immediately presented themselves in human form as gods to humans. 100% of the time, every alien that ever came to earth knew that we wouldn't understand they were aliens, but they knew we would believe in gods. So they took human form somehow and made themselves look like gods to us. Now that just, is like a statistical impossibility. If you start with the premise of aliens, like at some point somewhere, somebody would have discovered, Oh, they're not gods. They come from another planet or an alien would have made a mistake and appeared in their true form or like this stuff is a little bit ridiculous. So historically the idea of alien beings from outer space didn't come about until a couple hundred years ago. So the people who believe this idea of aliens in human history, They assume that our ancestors were ignorant. If our ancestors ever did any great thing like the pyramids, then aliens had to have helped them. So champions of extraterrestrial helpers look through prehistoric art and cherry pick images that bear a superficial resemblance to something that could be construed as some super alien technology. They give no thought to what those images represented in their original cultural context such as an Egyptian carving of a Lotus flower can be reinterpreted by these people as an electric light bulb or a South American sculpture of a sucker mouth catfish can be imagined to be a Delta wing fighter jet that these people somehow saw in the ancient past. It's all nonsense. So this idea of aliens in the past it just doesn't fly when you look at actual facts with contextual, historical, societal context. However, when it comes to gods in history, there are plenty of writings from almost every culture celebrating gods, talking about gods, recording mighty deeds of gods, Roman, Norse, Greek, Egyptian, Aztec, like every culture you go to, they have a belief in different gods and facts to back it up, or, you know, stories to back it up. In history, we have a volume of recordings in stone and in writings of ancient gods and what they could do. What about ghosts? Well, the oldest reference that I could find to ghosts is a a 3,500-year-old stone tablet from Mesopotamia that appears to explain how to rid yourself of a ghost by invoking the ancient god Shemesh, who was responsible for taking souls to the underworld. And he would capture the ghost and bring them to the underworld or help you capture them. Now, we have early ghost stories from the Roman author Pliny the Younger, Greek writer Lucian. Uh, then in the 800s AD, there was a German farmhouse where they recorded a poltergeist that, uh, or, you know, recordings as far as writing down what people saw right? Throwing stones, starting fires, just this invisible thing doing these things. And then we have hauntings from the castles, like, uh, the second wife of King Henry, the Anne Boleyn, she was executed and then haunted the castle afterwards. And people saw her there after she was already dead. So as far as ghosts go, we have a lot of writings again, but most of them are fairly recent in the 6,000 years of human history. Like I said, the oldest thing is a 3,500-year-old tablet, which has more to do with the ancient god Shemesh than it did with the proliferation of people seeing ghosts. It was more about taking your eternal soul to the underworld. So it's fairly new, I would say, as far as over the last you know 1,500 years, where people start to see ghosts. Of course, by definition, ghosts don't create things, so they don't really leave an imprint in history. Most ghost stories or hauntings are completely unverifiable as far as history or science goes. So, that's kind of the basis that I wanted to start with when we talk about all these things over the next uh, three to four weeks. The conclusion of this intro basically is this The Bible mentions ghosts, gods, and angels, but says nothing about aliens. Science has no bearing on any of them because science is natural. And there is no natural evidence of ghosts, gods or angels, because all of these are supernatural, except for the possibility of aliens, which, again, is merely a statistical possibility if you believe the fake science idea of evolution. So, again, science has no record or no bearing on any of these topics. History is. Has recorded civilizations believing in gods and ghosts, but only recently, meaning the last couple hundred years, talking about aliens. That kind of leaves that open or questionable as to why aliens now. What it all comes down to is the Bible has a lot to say, and we need to dig into this a little bit further to see what to expect in the future and to explain some of the things that people talk about in our society today. So I look forward to digging into this stuff with you over the next few weeks. And until next time, may God bless you.